Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. I hope you're doing well today. The weather here in Romania is very beautiful. It's nice and sunny out. It is March 2nd today and it feels like spring. I want to be outside working in the garden, but I have to work in the office today. So hopefully this weekend I'll get some time to enjoy the outside. We are very happy that spring is coming to Romania and we are looking forward to traveling around Romania very soon. I hope you have enjoyed the last four messages that we looked at from the book of Philippians. Today, I would like to start a new series from the book of of Ephesians. Today we will look at the introduction and a little bit of history about Ephesus and the overview of the book. We will then look at several sermons found in this book. I believe it will be a help and encouragement to you. Let's first look at the history of the city of Ephesus before we look at the book of Ephesians written by the Apostle Paul. I think it's important to understand where Paul was speaking. Ephesus was an ancient city in Greece on the coast of Ionia. This is three kilometers southwest of a present-day Izmir province in Turkey. Its start began in the 10th century BC by Greek colonists. It became one of the 12 members of the Ionian League. Ephesus came under Roman control in 129 BC. In its day, it was famous for the Temple of Artemis, finished around 550 BC, one of the seven wonders of the world. They worshipped the god Diana. The city also had the Library of Celsus and a theater that could hold over 24,000 people. The city was destroyed by the Goths in 263 AD. It was afterward rebuilt. Its importance declined in time as its harbor was slowly silted up by the Kukat Menderes River. In 614, it was again partially destroyed by an earthquake. Today, ruins of Ephesus are a popular tourist attraction. There is a cruise ship port about 30 kilometers from the ruins. Ephesus was a very large city in Paul's time. It is estimated the population was between 50,000 to 172,000 people. It depends on how you calculate the area of the city and how many people there were per hectare. Either way, it was one of the largest Roman cities in Asia Minor. Paul first came here in Acts chapters 18 through 20. At the time of writing this letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul was in prison. John spoke of this church in Revelation chapter 2 verse 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. The book of Ephesians was written between A.D. 55 to A.D. 60. So that is just a short history of Ephesus. 
I would like to spend the rest of our time today looking at how the book of Ephesians is divided and what it teaches us. It is interesting to note that the book is divided into two main parts. First, chapters 1 through 3, and second, chapters 4 through 6. The first part is primarily about our standing or position with God, while the second part is primarily about our state or condition before men. This is very important. This doctrine is called our standing versus our state before God. First, let's look at our standing with God. By reading the following verses, we see how we have these things in our present state. For example, we are forgiven. We are holy in God's eyes, and we are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This is our standing before God if you are his child. Another way to understand this is that this is how God sees us after he saves us. Our fellow man, those around us, see our sins and our faults, but in the eyes of God, if you are his child, you are forgiven, your sins are washed away, and you are a son of God. What a blessing it is to know how we stand with God, our creator. Let's read these verses in the first three chapters of Ephesians that will show us this. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So we are holy and without blame before God. Verse 7 in Ephesians chapter 1, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Notice we have redemption. Right now, if you are his child, you have redemption. It continues in Ephesians chapter 2. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. The word quickened here simply means to be made alive. He has made us alive. Verse 6, the Bible says, And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right now, you are sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, it continues. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Verse 18, for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Right now, if you are his child, you can go to the throne of God. You are brought close to God because of the sacrifice that Christ made on the cross. And then let's look at Ephesians chapter 3. It continues this thought. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 through 20. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory 
to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Right now we have the power of God working in us. So notice all these things in the first three chapters are in the present tense. We have them at this very moment. So the first three chapters of the book clearly show our standing or position before God our Father. This is how God sees us. If Jesus Christ has saved you, and therefore his blood is now covering your sins, when God sees you from heaven, he doesn't see your sins. He sees the blood of Jesus Christ covering your sins, and he sees you holy. He sees you blameless. He sees you without sin. And the first three chapters of Ephesians clearly show us this. In future messages, we will look at this in much more detail. Let's now look at our state or position in this world. We find this in the last three chapters in the book of Ephesians. Let's look how chapter 4 begins. Chapter 4, verse 1. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. It continues in verse 2 and 3, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now notice how this has changed from what we have in Christ to living in this world with our fellow man and maintaining fellowship with the Father. We see words such as walk and walking. It also begins with, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy. Because of what God has done for us and has given us in the previous three chapters, we should live in this world with a good testimony before our fellow man. We are not to walk as the people of this world do who do not know Jesus as their Savior. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. This I say therefore, and testify of the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, Notice it says walk here. The last three chapters in the book of Ephesians will talk about our walk here on earth. We are to put on the new man and walk in righteousness. Let's read that in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24 and 25. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another. And it continues in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 and 32. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. So he saw in the first three chapters that God has forgiven us. So we also need to forgive those around us. It continues in chapter 5. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. 
Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us in an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. But fornication, all uncleanness, and covetousness, let it not be once named among you, as becometh saints. We are to follow God and walk in love as Christ has loved us. And then verse 3 tells us uncleanness or other sins should not once be named among us. Why? To gain righteousness with God? No. The first three chapters of this book made it clear that we are righteous in the eyes of God. And we get that by putting our faith and trust in Christ alone. We should walk in righteousness as a good example to those around us, to please God, and lastly, because God commands us to be holy as He is holy. Let's now read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. And last, in chapter 6, we are commanded to obey our earthly masters as unto the Lord. Again, we see our state or standing with this world. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. In conclusion today, this book is divided into two main sections. The first part is about our position or standing with God. If you are his child today, which you attain by putting your faith in Christ alone, then God sees you as righteous. The second part of this book is about our standing and relationship with those around us in this world. We must understand this and make a distinction between the two. I hope this was a help and blessing today. Next week, Lord willing, we will look at our first message from chapter 1 of Ephesians. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope you have a blessed day.